Welcome to District Divided, everybody. I am Amit Singh. Joining me, Matt Regan, LC, Kadeen Wiggins, aka KDOT, and Spencer Brudig. How are you folks doing today? Doing great. Feeling great from that from that weekend meetup. The whole pod was there. Yeah. Me, Spencer, Ahmed, I'll see, and, and Kadeen, your invite's in the ether. It's, it's coming, man. It's in Hold the us. mail. Legit, all of you were there? All of us yes. were there. It was a blast. Wow. So Kiss much fun. I can't yeah. think the last time I had that much fun. Yeah. It, we, we, have man, a lot of inside amazing. we have a lot of inside you're, jokes we're going to have on this podcast. Yeah. We're not going to get them. Our listeners well, won't either, but. Do you remember when Amit did that thing? That was that just was so funny. That Hilarious. Thing. We actually met a lot of our It was kind of a fan meetup, too, to be honest. It was. A lot of it fans. Was. We didn't even need to fans. say like and subscribe. They have subscribed. <laughs> and they have liked this podcast. It's ridiculous. Well, I'll, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll let you guys have that, you know, and you're the 10 people to watch these videos. And then I'm just going to go into my multi-thousand view Right. Uh, podcast and he had to try maybe, maybe we'll do a virtual meetup because <laughs> we can't fit everyone that listens in the same room Tadina does not count when 999 of those views came from you and your parents all right so you could have been more specific and say about the Bangladeshis that I pay to do this but beyond <laughs> that I'm just saying that I mean you, you, we can't keep I mean unless we want to do a stadium meetup but I mean we, we sell out shows you know wow you, just saying, yeah, but that's dope, saying. but no one's friends with you. So, like, we had a great time. I thought <laughs> well, we well, had here's, a fantastic. Well, let, me, let me pose this there. Hey, Matt, you wanted to do a guest spot, right? Would you rather do another one of those meetups or have a platform that's going to reach people? I would have anything to do with this podcast in a heartbeat just to sniff <laughs> your other podcast. <laughs> All right. You know, I rest my case. He's loyal. He's loyal. Hey, but it was so fun. We should do it again. I still maintain Lose is the worst bar in D.C., uh, way overpriced, for, way overpriced for what it is, but still good seeing everyone. So convenient. Yeah, it is. It is very convenient. And uh, just speaking of Matt potentially doing a guest spot over there, which is ridiculous. But speaking of that, we are going to be talking about would you rather? It's one of the best would you rather's, and it really stirred up conversation uh, at the hangout. Would you rather be an athlete that makes twenty five million dollars a year, but you have no iconic moment and no championship throughout your career? Or would you rather make $5 million a year and have an iconic moment as well as win a championship? So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about the most iconic hairdo in sports. Okay, so we're going to each nominate an athlete. We're going to discuss a little bit. should be a lot of fun. But as always, we are going to begin with our State of the Union, your DC Sports Wraparound Coverage segment. And this time, Kadeen, you are going to lead us off. Tell us about the Washington football team. So it's been a busy week for the Washington football team. I mean, other people might not understand that regardless of whatever's happening with other sports in the city, there's only one team that reigns supreme, and that's the Washington football team, regardless of whatever the record is. You understand what I'm saying? But there were quite a few things that came out of Ashburn this week. Uh, number, well, I'm not going to list them or rank them in any sort of sense. We're just going to go off of them. Morgan Moses finally got released, which was a surprise to some. I mean, he uh, the right tackle kind of stay for the last few years. But if you recall a few years, uh, last offseason, there was that story about Ron Rivera and the ping pong table in the locker room. And there was that gang of guys that were always around the ping pong table. Well, I have to say, Morgan Moses was the last guy of the ping pong crew <laughs> left on the Washington football team. So I don't know what the hell was going on with that ping pong table, but last guy's out of there. It... it the, the, the getting rid of Morgan Moses to me just solidifies that they feel as though this offensive line's in a really good position. So I feel really, really good about it. And plus, he's been kind of chatting here and there, and it's just sort of it's fine to move on from that. There's another guy that we moved on from that uh, has kind of hit me in the fields, and that was Ryan Kerrigan. 
Now, Ryan Kerrigan, Washington Mainstay, I think he is – I think he did get it last year. He's the all-time sack leader for Washington. Um, he finally said bye, and we all kind of knew the writing was on the wall. I think all of us kind of had hope that we re-sign him by the end of this offseason, but he left, and it's not that he just left. It's that he's now wearing that putrid, shitty, eagle green. And I watched a video today of him saying, fly, eagles, fly, and my heart just snapped in two. I've never been this upset about a team, about a, about a guy that played for our team going anywhere else. I've been in and out of tears for the last week. He was the last jersey that I really had of a Washington player that I could wear. And now it's done because I ain't putting on that goddamn RG3 jersey anymore. Um, Ryan, I love you, buddy. I'll root for you again once you're not wearing that shitty green. And we'll miss all the memories and everything that you had there for us. But then the two other quick hits as far as the Washington football team was Dan Snyder getting caught on TMZ talking about the new stadium. He's going apparently jet-setting all across the world with Jason Wright looking at state-of-the-art things so that we could put together the brand-new stadium in Washington, which is exciting to me. You could tell that he hired the TMZ guys to be there to, get, to, to, catch, to catch up with him, which was a little awkward. And also, more importantly for FedEx Field, we are finally fully replacing the surface of the grass. It is they are, they are digging deep, getting rid of all that dirt. I think it's like two feet down and doing an entire reside of the field which is huge. You talk to a lot of players across the league that say that it should have been illegal to play on that dirt. And I think with the jet setters that we got as far as the wide receiving core, I mean, NFC, cha- NFC champions already, baby. Already. Yeah, and we, need to, and we need to keep these people safe. I mean, there have been way too many injuries on that field. Way too many. Way too the many RG3 injuries. won. And, and you can Go see ahead. with the kicking, the kicking game. Has it been too soft? Like, what was the problem? They say too scary, the, too dangerous. <laughs> what the, the way that other teams have talked about, they say that it's basically dirt that's been spray painted green. That's <laughs> what they say that the, uh, the surface is like. It's just absolutely miserable, but it's been miserable for years. They try to get rid of the surface label, get like Bermuda grass in there or whatever. Now they finally said, you know what? We're going to take it all the way down yes. to where the heating elements are and just replace the entire you thing. Think, you think about playing at like Fort Reno, for example, you know, by Wilson yep. High School. You think about Alice Deal or Hardy Middle School back in the day. It was all dirt. Oh, God, it's, this, it's, the same, it's the same type of field, basically, that our Washington football team. Wow. What a on. great team to represent the district, you know? <laughs> just they don't even play on real – Grass. Here's my what's question. what's the timeline on the new stadium? Twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be well because Dan, like you said, Dan and Jason are flying around. How do you think that works? You think they go to a stadium and he's like, I like that thing. Those lights. Like, I like I like that popcorn machine. That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty much what it was. It's like, hey, those flowers outside. I think that looked. Write right. that down. Let's go to London. <laughs> just I really like, like the like he stands up and he's like, you know, doing the power pose and stuff like that. And he's like, Yeah, no, sure. I'm ready for this. I never talked to fucking anybody, but yeah, sure. Ask me a question. TMZ. Like it was abundantly clear he was definitely ready for that shit. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he chooses to pick and stuff like that. There should be some fun features to this new stadium. Can well, you outdoor, I'm straight. You made me think of something with the uh with the move of going to to the Eagles like it, it's something that uh, do you guys think that here some players consider like 
because I'm playing on this team, I should probably not take my next contract on this other team. Because in Argentina, it happens a lot. Like, if you play for Boca Juniors, you would be insane to go to the rivals River Plate in the next contract. Like, you will be the most hated person. So I, don't I think that much here. I think, no, so I think here in the Ryan Kerrigan situation, I think if he could have gone somewhere else, he probably would have. He'd been with the team for so long. I think if someone had been with the team for three, four years, they don't care. They'll go wherever right. the money is or wherever they want to go. But in his case, I think maybe the market wasn't there for him as much as he maybe thought it would be. And Philly probably gave him a good offer. And it was like either come back here for a significantly cheaper amount or go to Philly, uh, get more playing time. We got a stack defensive line. And like, is it, and I don't know. Yeah, Everybody's but, looking at the Chris Long thing that they did and thinking that Ryan Kerrigan's basically going to do that exact same thing. But what you're saying is that like, it, that's where it goes to as far as like the difference between American sports, mostly and like European soccer. Right. In the sense of people not people getting it twisted between fandom and where the business aspect of things are. Sure. Right. So it's like I can't really be mad at Kerrigan all that much. It just hurts. Cause I mean, I'm looking at you got two kids, great yeah. school district in DC. Philly's not that far away if you're used to the area, right? If Baltimore's not picking up the phone, Philadelphia makes the most sense. So yeah. like I can make sense of it, right? But the, the the fact is is that even when you look at a jersey that you pick up for any team in American sports, you realize there's only a matter of time before it's probably going to go away unless you have just one of those perennial superstars. Like a Pat Mahomes jersey is not going to go wrong with it. Aaron Rodgers jersey, nah, it's kind of looking bad, right? And you nobody would have ever thought it. So it's just one of those things where it's just weird. Right. Yeah, Yeah, no, I find that interesting because there are like, yeah, like in European soccer, at least in Argentina as well, like there's just like such a rivalry that it would be, it would be like a treason to go to that other team immediately. But that's the thing. Soccer to me, and it's, I've talked about this at length, soccer to me, the, people are so ingrained in their soccer team being a part of who they are culturally. Because yeah. I mean, these teams have yeah. been around for so long. And you've got, oh, well, my dad followed this team. My granddad followed Absolutely. this team. And, this, and it's just, it's now ingrained in your identity. Where in America, it's like, hey, Houston's an expansion team, 2002. Right shit i just learned to kind of root for these guys and because of free agency everybody's going everywhere so you're not rooting for the players as much as just rooting for a fucking logo you're rooting for a brand yeah. and it's just uh, I, it's an interesting dynamic yeah. yeah yeah no that's her kadeen real quick do you hate ryan kerrigan are you rooting against him <laughs> anything like that i can never root for him period but the the way that i've always broke down the nfc east right i can root for eagles players but i hate the fans more than any other people on the planet <laughs> yeah I they're hate- pretty bad Cow- Cowboys players, I'll never root for. You'll never hear me say a positive thing about a Cowboy player ever. You'll hear me say some positive things about Eagle players. I used to say positive things about Brian Westbrook, Brian Dawkins, things like that. But fuck the fans. Cowboys fans, fuck them. I don't really care. Like, just just piss off. But the, 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 the players, I hate them with a passion. Like, it hurt me to finally admit that I love Tony Romo. Like, I could finally admit that I love Once Tony Romo. Time. I could never yeah. do it when he wore that goddamn star. In New York Giants, who gives a shit? Fuck them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for Ryan Kerrigan to do well and blow out losses and stuff like that. So just meaningless sacks, let his numbers just keep rising. But other than that, especially when they play Washington, no chance. Hope he gets completely yeah. stuffed by who, whomever it may be. It could be Sam Cosby, the guy who's now wearing number 76 for the Washington football team. We'll see what happens. Uh, but now why don't we get on to the rest of the state of the union. So let's begin. This time let's do women's sports. Let's start with that and then we'll get to the Caps debacle and the Wizards uh, in their playoff series. But let's begin with the Washington Mystics. I told you guys that this team, playoffs, floor, championship, ceiling. They've gotten off to a bad 
start, like a really bad start. They are one and three, and all three losses have been by double digits. Their win has also been by double digits, but not a great start to the season. There is good news, though. So Elena Deladon, our best player, I'm sure you guys have heard the name, of course. She is going to be coming back. Yeah, Matt's like, of course we fucking heard of, of Elena Deladon. Of course. Have her more for, that was more for Elsie uh, than anything. She should be back at some point this week. And Maisha Hines-Allen just came back for the team as well. She is a beast. So up next, at the Indiana Fever, you know what, guys? I have a question. So it's Tuesday night. We put this out on Wednesday. I could say tonight, but, like, they play the Fever tonight, Tuesday night. But people are going to see this on Wednesday. So do I say yesterday and it's, like, it's over? What do I do here? Say Tuesday. Just explain that we're recording before the game like you just did. And that okay. you're not going to okay. see this until Okay, night. sounds good. Okay, that happens You Tuesday. overthought the hell out of that. That happens yeah. at 7 p.m. <laughs> How do you get through life if you panicked at that decision? <laughs> and then Saturday. Well, it affects the rest of it, too. And then Saturday at the Connecticut Sun at 7 p.m. Also on the Monumental Sports Network. Real quick, Maryland women's basketball. National Coach of the Year, Brenda Free, signed an extension today that will keep her coaching through the 2027 season. So that's big news for the Maryland Terps over there in College Park. And then the Washington Spirit moving on to women's soccer, tied their season opener 1-1 against the Orlando Pride on the road. Ashley Hatch scored for us to put us in the lead. And then Alex Morgan scored to tie it up late. Fun fact about the ball that was used to start the game. Can you guys guess what the fun fact is? Hint, Matt may know what this is. About the ball itself? About the ball itself. Was it made in D.C.? I don't know. They used a hockey puck. That's why Matt knows. <laughs> uh, hockey puck. No, I, I, I have no idea. It's been Jubilani. to outer space. Is, is it... it has been to outer space. Oh. Matt works in like, space stuff and stuff like that. I'm surprised oh. I didn't tell you that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it went to outer space. It was apparently a big deal on the broadcast. It was said almost immediately. Uh, and then they played another game on the road, this time a loss to Racing Louisville. And it was pretty bad, too, from an injury perspective. Dorian Bailey, a midfielder for the team, got hurt. So it's a big loss there. She'll be out for a few weeks with a dislocated shoulder. And then Trinity Rodman, I think, got some back spasms or something like that, but she should be okay. Speaking of, happy belated birthday to Trinity Rodman. It's a bit bittersweet because on the one hand, you know, happy birthday, Trinity Rodman. On the other hand, she's 19. She's that much closer to being a has-been, so I'm, I'm getting a bit concerned. When oh, so speak, speaking, of, speaking of getting up there, I'm going to sing. Happy birthday, bud. The main host. Happy birthday, happy has-been. Birthday, <laughs> he is definitely has-been. Much, much appreciated. Thank you for the shout-out, boys. And Kim um, Jong-il of Lear's. <laughs> I do it with a smile on my face, too, so I think we got a couple things in common there. But that's about it. That's where the similarities stop. So 19 years old, Trinity Rodman. She's totally fine. She'll be good to play the next game. And then happy birthday today. So now yesterday, talking about what we talked about, to Ashley Hatch, who was actually a guest on a previous episode of District Divided. We actually had a pro athlete on the podcast before. So happy birthday to Ashley Hatch. Now up next for the Washington Spirit, it is today, Wednesday, at the Houston Dash. The game can be seen on Paramount+. Plus. The game, I believe, is at 7.30 p.m. Could be 8.30 p.m. The reason I'm not 100% sure is because Segra Field, it was supposed to be the home opener for the Washington Spirit. But the new field is not yet ready. The, the construction was supposed to be D.C. United's job. They own the complex. It's not ready. Then the Spirit asked D.C. United, hey, can we play at Audi Field? D.C. United says no. 
even though DC United's next home game is June 19th and nothing else is going on there till then. It makes absolutely no sense. What the hell? But now they have to play at Houston and they're still sort of determining when it is 7.30 or 8.30. I've had conflicting different reports uh, well, on the Googling. We just talked about the FedEx field and Dan Snyder always just, whether Rolling Stones wants to come to town or anything else, protect your goddamn field. I'm just saying that. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're playing soccer on it. And what they already do. It'll be fine. And yeah, once I get to the DC, once I get to the DC United part of this update, you're going to be like, "Why the fuck are they protecting it?" it it's a make game. Sense. They're not improving. It's a game. <laughs> Let them play, man. Let them play. <laughs> Let them play. So, so why don't we go ahead and talk about DC United because there's been I, one it, and two. Go ahead. I, I watched it. I watched DC United, and I have been watching the last few games. And if you're not a soccer fan, this may sound a little bit like weird to hear, but they don't play poorly. They just can't win the games. Um, and, and I know that's like much less common in other sports. Like it's hard to play poorly a basketball game and win it. Uh, cause there's so many opportunities, uh, to score, but in soccer, you know, you can like play a good game, get scored on once and just lose. And I feel like they are, they don't play poorly. Like when I watch the game, they don't play poorly. Um, I don't say they play great, but they're, they're, they're doing fine. They just cannot finish, cannot score. And then usually give one or two up and just cannot come back from it. It's just, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird experience to watch. Yeah. It does make sense. It sounds like the chargers in the NFL. That's actually a great comparison. So the, so the the 2010 chargers might be the greatest football team of all time. They just great offense, but they just can't win because the defense does something wrong or something terrible happens in the last two minutes of the game. DC United. That's a very good comparison. So DC United, the DC United chargers right now, (laughs) <laughs> One and two since your last update. We beat the Chicago Fire 1-0. Edison Flores scored the winner in the seventh minute. Then we lose to Orlando 1-0. And they scored the winner in the seventh minute. Then they lost to Philadelphia 1-0 this past Sunday at home. DC United now sit in 11th place in the Eastern Conference. Now off the field and sort of on the field, the fans of DC United have been under fire because they've been throwing beer cans onto the field. They've been throwing beer now at their own supporters. And they mm-hmm. were actually seen trying to pick fights with Philadelphia Union fans as they were boarding the bus to go home. So all around from a PR perspective for DC United, not been good. The results also not been good. Just a tough week for them overall. Now they're like, and we're keeping our field for ourselves. Dude, how about stadiums open up? And it seems like there are just brawls every single game. It's been insane. A lot of pent up energy. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Like, I don't know if you guys have – I have the Citizen app. You guys ever have the Citizen app? The Citizen app, basically, you, you plug in where you're at, and it tells you any crime or anything that happens in your area, so you're just aware. So Baltimore's because where I live. Can you imagine how often that shit goes off? And then D.C. also. There is so, This summer is going to be off the chain. Just stay home. Just fucking stay home. <laughs> the irony. Things open up. Kadeen says, stay home. Just go ahead and stay That's home. Different. It's time to quarantine from people. There's actual research on correlations between violence and heat. So science backs you up, Kadeen. Yeah, Columbia Heights in the summer actually has incredible crime statistics. It's, it's pretty bad. So That's how we knew the summer happened. Be careful. It was always like <laughs> you knew the summer happened with the rate of homicides. You did it based not on temperature, but based on the number of homicides. Oh, I do feel a lull. I'm sweating a little bit. That's a good point. Fall, there's a lull. You know, you know it's not really a snow season until somebody gets shot over a parking space. Like That's how I know. I follow seasons and weather based on what's happening criminality-wise. You know, I'll tell you what, it's, if it works, it works. Um, it's still not going to stop me from going to Taco Bell Cantina. 
Let's let's go whenever whenever do, that whenever that opens. I do want to just say I love the idea of Kadeen as a weatherman being like, and in the north of Baltimore, it's gotta be freezing. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> <they> were <laughs> six. Double also, people shot in the street. Also, next to, next to snow. Spencer, would you like to offer you know just just real quick, Darius, a formal apology to all of our fans for saying Taco Bell Cantina would be open? And yeah, that was bad. Still dude. Yeah, open. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got I have a really good excuse though. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I said that it was going to be opening. I think was that two Saturdays ago or last Saturday. But all is not lost. They supposedly failed an inspection. Whether that be a health inspection, that would make sense with Taco Bell. Although it's not open yet, so it doesn't really make sense. Maybe it's just like a structural inspection. I don't want to get the podcast sued. So they failed some sort of inspection or are waiting on some sort of inspection. I will keep you all updated when our beloved fast food taco joint that's a, opens. That's up a open. Taco Bell rite of passage. You also, can't but, have a talk but, about but real quick, talking does about. anyone actually believe Spencer right now? No, he doesn't. No, he's he's just, I think, I think it's he open. I'm here now. I, think he, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate you doubling down there. Let, let, let's get back. Let's get back to it real quick. DC United's next game is Saturday at Inter Miami at 8 p.m. You can stream the game on DCUnited.com. Now, moving on to baseball, the Washington Nationals, three-game win streak against the Baltimore Orioles. So they're still in last place in the NL East, but it's very, very tight. They're only two games back of first place, the New York Mets at 21-20. and 20. So not a great division. That's totally fine. The Washington football team played in a horrible division. They got to the playoffs. Maybe the Washington Nationals can do the same thing. Shout out Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National, who has now scored the most runs in Nationals history. Well done, Ryan Zimmerman. Congratulations on that landmark achievement up next a three-game series with the reds then the brewers and then we'll update you next week on the atlanta Braves series it's a big one all those games as always can be seen on the mid-atlantic sports network now finally brings us to the ice so the washington capitals dead five game series with the boston bruins spencer congratulations on getting the number of games right but boston won four games to one so we had all predicted a caps series victory but it didn't happen the only good news for washington fans is that the pittsburgh penguins are down 3-2 in their series to the new york islanders they're a game away from elimination now matt up next for us the off season the void existence in a vacuum what is next for the core of this team i there are a lot of theories circling around right now i mean this this loss was was a shock and, and now you have to think this team has not won a playoff series since their stanley cup bounced in the first round all three times they've made the playoffs they've had good records good teams they've made small moves but kept the core together um there are a lot of names being circled obviously alex ovechkin's a free agent i can't see him going anywhere i think he'll be re-signed on a pretty lengthy deal that seems inevitable the big name that people are throwing out is uh Genny kuznetsov who had a tough end of the season uh didn't wasn't in covid protocol so missed some games came back took some bad penalties um just He's kind of at an all-time low, but there is a new NHL team coming in, the Seattle Kraken, and so there's going to be an expansion draft, and you might leave people exposed if you can get, you know, they're kind of like an open trade season. It's such a weird process, but um, people saying Oshie's name is out there. So something's got to change. Um, it's been, you know, again, three years without a win, and, you know, there's a lot of similarities to the pre-Stanley Cup capitals that you're seeing in these past few years. We're a great public you know, great um, regular seasons and then just poor strings in the playoffs. And this, this was bad. I mean, the Bruins are a good team, but 
it, it losing four to one to this team is, is, is unacceptable. So um, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked. Um, I still think it's a great core, but um, they're going to have to make some moves for sure in the off season. If there was a realistic player that you could get, who would that player be in your mind? Um, let me answer that next week. Uh, I, I don't know at this time. The, the thing that I always look back to with the Caps team is that is there now the Barry Trotz curse in a sense? Like it, the, 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 the idea that it still blows my mind. They let him walk. Like I, I, I can't, I still can't fathom that they did that shit. Like it, it was one of those things that you back that Brinks truck all the way up and pay whatever he wants to pay just to, to get it done. I, I don't understand you do like it. It just feel like we reverted completely back to where he finally got us to where we need to be in certain guys and the energy and just the, the, the vibe of the squad was different. And that's just like, we're starting back. Like they try to do it with the young guy. Now they try to like, where do you think the trots thing is and all that is not me not being the biggest hockey guy. It's huge. Like he went to the Oilers who were terrible before he got there. They lost their, the summer he got there, they lost their all time, you know, player, John Tavares who who signed for the Maple Leafs, probably the biggest free agent signing in NHL post cap history. Um, and and they go in, they make the playoffs the first year. You guys probably couldn't name a single player on their team. They're not a star-driven team other than maybe Matt Barzell. And they make the playoffs every year. They're, they're taking the Caps. They're just a hard team to play against. And I think that's that's where you go against the Caps. And you can look at Ovechkin. You can look at Backstrom and say sometimes they don't want to do the dirty work. Barry Trotz and Green's that in his teams. That's what he did at Nashville. And, and when they were an expansion team, either good for 15 years or whatever he was there for. That's what he did with the Caps. He, he changed their team around. He got Ovechkin to believe in defense, and they carved out a championship. Um, they seem to have gotten away from that. And then you see what he's doing with the Islanders. I mean, yeah, they should have thrown the bag at him. They took a pay cut going with Adam Riordan. That didn't work out for two years. Now they're kind of paying more for Peter Laviolette. And I think, you know, whatever. He did a fine job. Like, it was tough to make the playoffs. But losing in the first round, you got to be looking at Barry Trotz. And that, that could be a turning point in, in where this franchise is. So uh, that's a great point. And, you know, there's, there's no way. I mean, he he's, has a great setup at the Islanders now. So there's no getting him back. Yeah, Trotz, Trotz joining the Islanders immediately after. You said, you'd said, Matt, did you see he joined the Oilers first or was it the Islanders immediately? It was Islanders right away, Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Islanders immediately. You couldn't name anybody on the team, but they did sweep us last season regardless. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, like Kadeen said, you back that brings truck up and it's just not something Leonsis has been known to do. Can anyone blame Barry Trotz for leveraging winning a title? No. And I think every single fan would have taken him back no problem because you're then entering an era of good feelings. All of a sudden you can establish momentum. And instead, now the comparison seems to be the New Orleans Saints. I saw that online and it makes a lot of sense. Drew Brees had one title over 10 plus years. And same thing with Ovechkin. Great teams in the regular season, but in the postseason, they just happen to fall short. So, Matt, if you were to expose one player, Oshir Kuznetsov, who would it be? I would personally do Oshi. I think he, I think he has a lower ceiling, and he's he's thirty four or maybe thirty three, going on thirty four. I think he's more beloved by the fan, but definitely is. Um, and you know, seems like a great guy. But all in all, as a general asset of what this this team needs to start hitting the ceilings on their players, Oshi has a lower ceiling. They kind of need Kuz, keep Kuznetsov, and they need him to like hit his max. So we've seen that what that is. He can he can be right up there with Backstrom and Obi, but 
man, his low is low. And they're an all-time low point. His value is as low as it's ever going to go. So I, I would personally hang on to Kuzi. I don't think it can get any, any worse than this. Yeah, one. yeah. I think they're going to end up exposing Kuzi. I love Kuzi. Yeah. I love Oshi as well. But I think Oshi is also saying all the right things right now. He says he wants to retire a cap. And he had a good series. I mean, it was him, Hathaway, Dow. Like, and like you said, Kuzi, awful series. Awful series. He had COVID twice, so which meant he broke protocols a couple times as well got under fire with Laviolette and then this series with that contract. It's a big contract too. I suspect Kuzi's going to be the one exposed, but the highest of highs can result in a Stanley Cup. So that's uh, that's Caps talk for you guys. And now we move on to the Washington Wizards who are still right in the thick of it in the NBA playoffs. They lost their first game to the Philadelphia 76ers, but it was close until probably the final five minutes or so when turnover after turnover after turnover just killed this team. So they end up losing that game 125 to 118. Quick shout out to Russell Westbrook, who was named Eastern Conference Player of the Month for me. He had that spectacular month, ongoing month, but we did fall a bit short. Now, fast forward to today. We got game two today, Wednesday at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Washington or on NBA TV nationally. And then game three is Saturday at 7 p.m. here in D.C. Game four is Monday at 7 p.m. here in D.C. as well. But, LC, if you could kick us off here, what improvements do the Wizards need to make for us to win this series? Maybe starting with the jersey color. Oh, my God. Why would you wear the same color than the refs? I mean, I hate to go back to soccer all the time, but that's a cardinal sin right there. I mean, Russell Westbrook found that ref who was wide open for three. And I'm sorry, if I'm a ref and I'm doing the playoffs, I'm getting that and just I'm shooting it. man. Like, I mean, it's such a great opportunity to get a Russell Westbrook time. But anyway, start with any other color. I also have to say, has, has there ever been a good-looking gray jersey in history? Like, what a terrible mm. base color. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the gray. I actually don't uh, mind the jersey. I don't mind the jersey. I think, I think NBA uh, jerseys are under fire, though. Like, what were the Heat wearing the other day? <laughs> wearing yellow, and then they had those dark. cotton candy jerseys. Okay, but yeah. but beyond the, the the jersey color, I do think you're right on the on the money on the turnovers in the fourth quarter. I mean, we have we have talked about this before. It's it's been a recurrent ghost for the Wizards is closing out games. Like the oftentimes they will just do everything right to stay in the game to have a chance and absolutely blow it in the fourth quarter. I don't know at this point if that is a is that a coaching problem? Is that a mental preparation problem? Is that a nervousness problem? Like I, I don't know to what extent you can you can you know point fingers, but something has to change. I would say mentally because it, obviously the talent is there, right? You you kept with the team for three quarters, so clearly you can do it. Um, but something happens in the fourth quarter where it's just a loss of concentration, a loss of like game plan. It's just. It's, it was is a horrible fourth quarter, and unfortunately, it's not the first time we've seen that. So I think for them, uh, well, not just what adjustments. I think also what good things to repeat. Get Joel Embiid in foul trouble early if you can. Like that was a huge help. We we don't talk enough about like because oh you know um, they they picked up the slack with uh, who was on fire for Philadelphia. He Tobias Harris. Point. Tobias Harris picked up the slack, but if you can get Joel Embiid out of the game, obviously you want that every single time. But I think if they cannot do that, and Tobias Harris is 50% of what he was the other night, um, it'll be very hard for us unless we have a very, very solid four quarters game. Again, it's not enough with three quarters. You'll play in the number one seed. You're the number eight. You have to play all fourth quarters 
at a, at a very, very good level. So I would say consistency is the, is the main thing to go for. Yes. What do you guys think? Number of wins for the Wiz. Think they get one? Four. Oh, we're fine, baby. Well, Stan, I stand exactly where I was last zero. time we talked about yeah. this, which is the, they, the last game they will win was that play on win. I but think they'll get one. The, the, look, the, the game one is usually the feeler game, right? Like, it's the game that you're trying to get everything. Like, you got the Sixers going in. They had a little bit of a break compared to what it is that we had. They're, they're yeah. getting back in the groove, right? Um, I think what you're talking about is, yeah, it's the talent. We do not have the talent that they have on that team. Like, even if you're talking about, okay, you want to hopefully get Embiid in the foul trouble so it kind of eliminates yeah. him to a certain degree. Okay, Ben Simmons is a shutdown guy as far as on defense. You've got all these other guys that they can always pick up the slack and get going. With Washington, everyone has to be on right. point the entire right. time. There's no room for error. You yeah. cannot do that. That won't you win happen. Win a seven-game series. You can't do it. No, I'm with you on that. I think it's it's one of those things where like all of the all of the stars have to align for the Wizards to win a game, whereas Philly can do with a few a few stars out out of line and just still make it comfortably. I'm going to give you guys the irrational fan perspective real quick, and then I'm going to go ahead it. and explain uh, what I, I feel saw like that's just your standard operating procedure. <laughs> Do you have another mode? Who's to say? But here's what I see. I see Russell Westbrook in his first year with the Washington Wizards, still learning to play with his teammates and just being Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Brad Beal, that hamstring's getting better and better as we go. He was in his back. Uh, Who's Brad? Who's Who's Brad? Bradley Beal. You know what fixes a a, a bum hamstring is playing on it more. Oh, dude. I heard that listen, listen, I'm wearing I'm, if he's wearing the same thing I'm wearing for my left knee right now, he's just fine. Let me tell you that right now. Incredible wear. Thank you so much for the knee sleep there. The East it, looks scarier already. Milwaukee's back and they're better. But, like but it's just there's no room. Hold on. Here, here's, here's the most encouraging thing to me. Here's the most encouraging thing to me is that Scott Brooks looks like he might actually coach a decent series here. He ended the game with Daniel Gafford. That was huge to me. As we continue to feel the series out, if Gafford ends up playing very well, and if Berton, listen, Bertans needs to be on every single time, and he was kind of on in game one, and we still lost with a beaten foul trouble. I understand the monumental task, but I'm not here to say no. I'm here to say yes, damn it. And we are going to get it done. Did, I'm didn't looking we have forward a conversation about how series. you hope the Wizards didn't make the playoffs so that we could fire Scott? But we also now said you're now that we're here, let's enjoy the ride. Just, oh, no, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's let's get no, I think, he's probably coming I think back. Amit said, we may as well just go for it. Amit said that they have to make the Eastern Conference Finals for him to not fire. For me fire. to right. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I think, though, in regards to this series, I'd love to see the Wizards light it up. They got to just – I think they have to just shoot a lot of threes, honestly. But if you look at that game – the spread of assists on the Wizards is so low. It's just like all Westbrook. And I think Beal was second. And it's like, that's just not good. Um, And when you look at the um, 76ers, it was pretty spread. Although Ben Simmons had 15 and 15. Um, And then also the the rebounding. five from free throw. Ben Simmons is a beast. The other thing too is the rebounding, right? I mean, the the, the 76ers are just so hard-nosed. And all those guys rebounds, they're dogs. And and they go and get it. And and unfortunately, the, there is you could not say the Washington Wizards. They are a terrible rebounding team. So I I just think and, that and, yeah. And, and we are a small team too, right? Like Neto is there is he that small forward? Was he like six one or some ridiculous thing? I mean, it, we are a small team, and Philadelphia 
Well, I, I understand. I'm five seven. I'm not gonna call anybody short. <laughs> but like, if you're in relative, the NBA, relative, like, yeah, relative. NBA, I mean, and you know, it's just it's hard when when you need to beat a team in every single thing to have a chance. And and it's just yeah you got to do it four times out of seven <laughs> yeah and and that's rough yeah. okay so I think we're all in agreement there I'm it's delusional but whatever good luck good luck <laughs> what I say the I, rational but, fan but, perspective but, here but, I am go, here to stay but, but keeping out NBA playoffs LC I think you need to defend your guy LeBron James he's had a tough week he's had some injuries like getting tapped on the shoulder getting getting tapped in the forehead and just rolling around on the ground have defend- you been tapped in the forehead by an NBA player that's what I thought. That's right. You will be rolling. Hold too. on, hold on, hold on. Matt, have you been tapped? <laughs> I have actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Many a time. Uh, oh, no, look, I mean. My main guy is Faku Campasso, who had a great night last night on, on Monday night. And the Denver Nuggets took another game, so now, or one game, okay. so now it's 1 1. He's my guy. So, so, you're, you, so you're defending your guy by naming another guy? Uh, I'm just saying. LeBron is my are second. going to the finals. Ooh. LeBron's Ooh. game one, Dollar game bet. one. Dollar bet. Good. Dollar, Dollar bet. bets. I, yeah, shake on it. The um, LeBron's record as far as game ones, I think he has a losing record in game ones over his career. It's a That's feel out game. Really? It I, is I, a feel out game. And the Wizards I have no problem. The Wizards have no talent. I have no. I have no problem. I have no problem with the Lakers losing or LeBron's playing at all. But like. Dude, this is twice in his last two playoff games where he's just been rolling around on the ground. If you're going to do anything, if you're going to do anything, the if you're looking at game one as far as the Lakers and the reason that they didn't succeed, look no further than the guy who blamed himself for the goddamn loss, which was AD, had one of the worst goddamn outings I've ever seen him put up. He just wasn't there. And I don't think I don't see that happening two games in a row. Like you just got to revert back to knowing seven game series. It's a big deal. They weren't yeah. healthy. Yeah, they got, I, I think we, knew, we know what they are. are yeah. yeah, Brown turns that on. Yeah, who we thought they are. That. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap up playoff talk for now. By this time next week, I believe the Wizards will be up three one. Maybe I've even won the series. Um, but oh no, that's I, not true. They I couldn't bet. have won the series game four. <laughs> Mathematically 3-1. impossible. But okay. No, I, I think we'll probably be down three <laughs> one at that point. If I'm being honest, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm still a irrational fan. I do th- I do think we can take one here because I do here? think the Philly can have a bad night. I think that can happen. I, I, I think we may spice things up a little bit and take game two and then maybe lose both at home. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We may spice things up and be like, oh, oh, was on the thread. We're we're about to find out, boys. Anyway, that, so that won't happen. <laughs> Let's talk about let's talk about hairdos. I got a bit of I got a bit of stuff going on. I probably need to get a haircut. But let's talk about the most iconic sports hairdos. Okay, so we're talking the biggest hair, the craziest hair that has been worn during a game, post game presser, you name it. It has to be during their career. That is the current restriction of it. Spencer, why don't we begin with you? I don't know how you got that little stash. Kick us off. I was hoping for a uh, like a hairdo, but I don't have any filters that are hairdo, so I'll just go with the the next best hair. Um, I've got a current player, and then I've got a legend player. Is that cool with everyone? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, I yeah. think I think my cur- I was I was kind of going around. There's a lot, you know. You got Birdman was like, you know, he's kind of recent. He had some wild hair. Jeremy Lin's had some wild hair. I think the iconic hairstyle currently is going to be um, Odell. I think OBJ's got it. It's just like you see it, and it's like that's him. Uh, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's luscious. Uh, it's, it's very different. 
Um, it looks cool and, and it works for him. My iconic all time. There's only one man. Um, and I guess we're going men here. I, 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 I skew towards that with the, uh, with the crazy hair. Uh, Car- Carlos Valderrama, Colombian soccer player legend Valderrama. I mean, this man, you don't know who he is. I you should look him up right now. Kadeen, I want you to look up Carlos Valderrama. He has the most beautiful hey, just, giant afro is it in the world. Cousin? <laughs> just, go to the link I, just go to the link I sent you. He's it there. is <laughs> unbelievable, luscious. And if you look at it today, it I is disgusting because he's like in his 60s. But man, it is a beautiful thing. Late you 80s, also, early 90s. You should also oh look up uh, Valderrama and like, uh, and the keyword also at FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer because you can see how like the game developers try to make that into the game and they're oh, like, yeah. the Green sees it. I think that I'm going to win this one because he the is the fuck guy. Is going on? <laughs> it doesn't look real. Like, oh, so no, Kadeen, it's actually. <laughs> Dude, so what? I don't know if, since you just heard about it right now. So there is one game where actually the ball got stuck in his head on a header. It was insane. If you YouTube it right now, you're going to see it. It's I didn't hear about that. Absolutely crazy. It's also a lie. So, uh, so on the Carlos Valderrama chain, uh, what reminded me of, of or, or I guess what sparked this was Robin Lopez, um, his hair. And I think his is pretty iconic. He's had the same do since he got in the league, especially he had a twin brother who was much more clean cut. Um, and he's had that, I don't know, kind of like Carl, Carl, Carlos Valderrama, like the wavy curls or whatever. And I was like, he's really stuck with the same thing this whole time. And then I was like, who's iconic current in the NBA? And I don't know if it's iconic, but I'm just thinking like Kawhi Leonard stuck with cornrows through from like 2008 on. And there was like, like everyone right now has cornrows. I feel like you see Brad has them. You see Steph had them for a bit. Um, Kawhi stuck with them through the dog days of cornrows when no one else rocked him and just, just, has that look forever. It's like his I wouldn't, car. I wouldn't say he's number one. I, for my number one, it was clear, modern, OBJ. I think iconic long-term. I thought there was only one person. I thought we were going to agree. It's got to be Dennis Rodman. It's got to be Dennis Rodman. Like, that is, that is the most iconic. I, there are a few other names I, I thought about, but he's number one all time. I think Iverson has an iconic look. Ben Wallace for – you know, he's my Detroit guy. He had the fro at home. He had corners on, on the road. No, you can't just throw out Ben Wallace. He did not have that cool there. Hall of Famer. Just be sure. Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace, ben Wallace. Ben Wallace had cool in. hair. He had cool hair. Um, Yarmir Yager. Uh, Patrick oh, Kane had the had mullet well. during playoffs. Um, I think present-day players, you may be saying Neymar, had, had goes through a few different hairstyles. Well, how do you feel about Aubameyang? Uh, yeah, he's you know, had a bunch of different looks, yeah. and they've been out yeah, there. I, but they're all kind of the same look, right? He's got like the the frohawk, I guess, is yeah. the way I do it. And you use some designs in there, but well, solid. He, he tried some rows himself, and it just did not look good. Yeah, that, that was not That's good. Travis um, Scott looked. He I, did I, not score any goals for Arsenal during that time. Yeah, I, I think NFL. It's a little bit tough because of helmets. Although we mentioned um, OBJ, but I would say Troy Polamalu. Got to throw him up there. I think Derrick Henry. Maybe is, is that an iconic hairstyle? No. Dude, Regan's having a great old time. <laughs> yeah. You you ended up taking the one that I was going to propose, which was Troy Polamalu. I think okay. he has the most iconic hair. Everyone knew where he was on the field, and it didn't fucking matter. That dude made plays constantly. Forty three for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That hair. Had insurance for over a million dollars on it by head, head and shoulders, shoulders money, the baby. Head and head shoulders. shoulders. So if that doesn't scream iconic, I don't know what does. Over seven figures on just the hair alone, and it's said to be over three feet long. 
I mean, that guy to me, that was consistent. He was so good as a player. That's iconic to me. The other player, of course, I think we've all said OBJ. That was the other one I was thinking of in terms of right now. I think Odell Beckham has fantastic hair. Um, I agree with the Rodman pick as well. But for me, it's got to be Troy Polamalu. That's mine. Go ahead, Kadeem. So it's good picks. Not too bad. Uh, the 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 I, the OBJ thing I think what makes it more iconic is not necessarily him, but he started a movement. Like everyone that does the natural hair, like up top with the fade, which is like the the all time, like that's what everybody has right now. Like this entire Gen Z, it's that hair doing a dangly earring, and you just classify yourself as a fuckboy, and like that's who you are. And OBJ kind of started that thing, right? So like you got to give him credit as far as like starting that trend. The same way you can give Iverson credit as far as starting some trends. OBJ just has some things going. Um, but when I'm looking at just an iconic hairdo that just screams, this is my personality, and it's just a part of who this guy is, you can't say anybody but else but Rodman. Because I mean, with Rodman, you can go down a list of like 12 different hairstyles that are just completely iconic. The green machine hair in San Antonio, just the scariest, craziest motherfucker on the court, right? That when he put the Bulls logo in his – like he – we just pick all these different eras of Robin and just be like, man, I remember when he had that hair doing that series with Chicago. This, it's just, it's amazing. But since everybody did Dennis Robin, I think he's just a first ballot Hall of Famer with this. I'm going to go outside the box, okay? Hulk Hogan. And okay. I'm going Hulk Love Hogan in the like sense that. of, Lord knows brother. that. Those, lush, those luscious locks, brother. I'm a real American, brother. Like, it's just... When he's got the Friar Tuck thing happening, where there's no hair up here, but he's still got that luscious goddamn man behind that bandana. It is disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. It it's, so gross. It, I'm sorry. I, I the love question the was iconic. I love the pick. It's like the sweating. Like for sweating. Sure iconic. He still has it, right? He still rocks yes, it? Yes, he does. Yeah. I don't know how he's doing it. How do you I get really, rid of that? I have that. no idea. he has it. But well, he, he, did, do... he can shave his head. No. No, it's glued on. It's cemented in There's the rumor now that he attaches basically a wig to the bandana and just has it around his head. But it's no, it's there, man. It's there. Is it balding up top? Yeah, but that just luscious. It's not balding. Well, okay, hold it's on. Bald. It's bald. So, You're completely bald. bald. Just a little bit right there. I like it though. That's a great pick. At some point, the main host asks, what can be more iconic than seven figures? And I think more iconic can be. I would say tens of thousands of tattoos with this one hairstyle. And that is, I'm sorry to take you back to Argentina, but it, that is the face of Diego Armando Maradona. Oh here. my God. The face with his 1986 haircut, which is a little bit what Amin has right now going, uh, a little bit more unruly. That has been tattooed in thousands and thousands of bodies. And I mean, just, just the it, hair? Well, of course, no. It's his face with okay, the Okay, then hair. it's not the hair. It's, it's the, the hair player. Soccer ball. It's the player. It's a part of it. The hair it's a is a very it. big part of it. If you, you don't recognize him without it. No. He can choose number of tattoos, Matt. It's a no-hate debate. You have <laughs> No, you can hate. That's fine. We'll defend them to death. But I think if you want to talk iconic, I mean, a hairstyle that has been tattooed in thousands of bodies has to be in the list. He's had a lot through the years. When you said he has to have used it in a game, that really limited me 
because I couldn't use the hair that he used when he was in recovery from all his addictions, which is pretty wild um, <laughs> because that was, that was a real look. But I would say that his 1986, uh, which is the year that he won the World Cup, not that Argentina won the World Cup, that he won the World Cup, and just be clear about that, um, that has been tattooed in so many Argentinian bodies, I think I have to say that that's, that's got to be the most iconic right there. So what's your stand-up again? Let me see the shirt. I want to see the shirt. Yeah, I'll see. Is it on your – do you have his face tattooed on your butt? Tell the truth. I, right now. I, I mean, if his hair is so iconic, I how come you can't even see it? Why is it not it? on you the shirt? You can't see it in t-shirt. <laughs> it's not on the shirt. His hair is black. <laughs> like, that's this is the one. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> like, it's not on the shirt. I, I got the shirt. What a shirt. bad example. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Elsie, show the back of your shirt. It's probably all hair. Oh. No, it's not. Yeah. It's his signature. It's his signature. <laughs> his shirt is kind of blending in, so it's like the yes. whole shirt That's is like, his is hair. Is it like a negative space sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's it's it, the the phrase under it. I'll translate it for you. Says one day, your children and the children of your children will ask about him. And but not because, his hair, because you can't see it on the shirt. Uh, his hair belongs to him. We're all gonna know about his hair. If no. but 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 hold on, because Spencer asked me if I have a tattooed on my butt when I was thirteen or fourteen. I was on vacation and I got a, my mom said, you can get a henna tattoo, which lasts for mm. like two weeks. And I got Diego tattooed in my calf with the 1986 haircut. Uh, and I went back to school and I was the coolest kid in school. For how, how, wait, how, wait, I have a question. If it's such an iconic haircut, how come, how come you don't have it? Well, I so mean, much. just because it, it looked good in 1986 doesn't mean it would look good on me. Uh, if it, I mean, I can. You bounce. hear that, Amit? if <laughs> it up dude i mean i can bounce it right back at young. you why don't you look like dennis Rodman? so no i mean look good for him i'm not gonna steal that from him come on he he wore it best damn i can't come back from that shit <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty all right, all right. i see you kadeen i see you kadeen all right well all right. now go ahead go ahead well i was gonna say wait have you gone yet Ahmed? i went i said troy yeah. Yeah. um I was gonna say, who? What about in DC? DC athletes, iconic hair. Mm. The, one, the one that came to mind, I think, was was Bryce Harper. Oh, no. There's only one answer. For DC. There's only one answer. There's or only, or I thought Jason Worth. Chase no, Young. No, no, no. There's only one. There's only one answer for DC, and that's John Riggins. The boy had a blonde afro. Like during, like it's googling. He, come on, man. It's okay, not, yeah, yeah. I was thinking current athletes. It's not close. I was thinking current athletes. Rigo, they, they, do, they all get eliminated. Riggins is in my top three all time as far as hairdos, and I was gonna say his name, but now you say the DC thing. It's Rigo. It's absolutely Rigo. John, that, that, John Riggins. John, John Riggins, Riggins' also hair known as Rigo is incredible. Yeah, pretty. Fresh. Oh, I see. Okay. What about what about like? Uh, Oh, sorry, sorry. We're sticking with DC. Okay, the fro. That looks solid. He kind of looks like Dan Marino. Dan Marino wishes he looks like John Marino. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have to go ahead and agree with uh, Kadeen on that one. But hey, boys, we got to wrap up the show in just a few minutes here. So I want to get to this because we are definitely going to get to rip into each other on this one. Here is the would you rather for this week. Would you rather make $25 million a year as an athlete but have no iconic moment and no championship throughout your career? Or would you rather have $5 million a year as an athlete, but you do have that iconic moment that fans remember forever, as well as a championship? This time, go ahead, Kadeem. Well, I just want some qualifiers since you guys all met sure. up and talked about this without me. Um, right. You were invited. 
Yeah, shut up. The uh, the what? Aspect- <laughs> <laughs> what? He's making me feel bad. He turned us down. I, bullshit. The uh, the I mean, I legit don't remember getting invited anywhere. But I mean, maybe it has. Um, He's staying in. It's summer. He's got. No, if it's twenty five mil, summer. no iconic moments, no championships. Does that mean that I was like? So I earned the $25 million. So I can't be like a scrub. I can't like you're be not a, scrub. a... You're a good player, clearly. Yeah. But you're so not an all-time great. So it's not... Tw- like $25 million of anonymity is an amazing thing. But that wouldn't be the case with $25 million. Correct. you had... Got it. Okay. Makes me think. All right. You guys continue. Okay. I just wanted, I wanted to make sure. Say you have like a seven, eight-year career or something like that. Okay. okay. So just to, just to make it about right, you had some really good years. Maybe you had a bad injury. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're not... Yeah, go ahead, Matt. I feel like the, the DC equivalent that we that we threw on was Devontae Smith Pelly scored the game tying goal for, for the Capitals. I don't know if he's making five million a year, but had had an iconic moment. Um he can live in an, an anonymity. Um, but uh all in all, if for Detroit people, they would definitely say the person who exactly fits this mold is Darren McCarty. You guys probably don't know who that is. Um, but scored had some really, really iconic moments as as Redway. Um I would take the twenty five million. I, I think it's a no-brainer. Same. It's it's a job. And I think and money. I think you can still live in anonymity if you didn't win a title like that. I, I like I mean it would be hard to to find I mean I would move to Montana. <laughs> you could Just move to Montana on five million. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. you could do that immediately. You don't you need could yeah, but I, would more. I would have more money. I mean I mean how much do you what think? What do you think the average wealth of Montana is like residents? Well, hold on. Con, con, it, no, Kanye's in Wyoming. Never mind. It's yeah, the twenty-five. Yeah. Is the twenty-five before tax? Yeah, they're yes. both before oh, tax. And they got to but you can just do Panama paper that stuff, Elsie. You know, you're an asshole. <laughs> get, like Florida, no income tax. Like, can I do speed? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Things? And we'll say no income tax. Well, all um, right. I'm going with the five difference. million in the iconic moments. The reason I'm going go. with the five minutes, five million in the iconic moments is because the championship. And the championship is that I'm going to be able to spin that into a lot more money. Like if I'm going to take the five million in the iconic moments, I'm going to license that fucking moment. I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to have TV appearances. I'm going to have endorsements. NFT, I'm going to have thing. everything. How, how, how are you licensing a moment? NFT <laughs> is it's huge right now. <laughs> but you don't own yeah, the rights. You, you don't own the rights. Do you know the video? You know the video. Charlie bit my finger. Yeah, you yeah, see that just sold for seven hundred thousand dollars. Is getting pulled off of YouTube. Iconic. Okay. Iconic so, baby. Okay, but <laughs> literally an iconic baby. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's first Wait. of all, seven hundred thousand dollars. That's right. not making up. That's not making up the twenty million a year. First of all, we said this was our yearly. This is the yearly salaries. So we're talking more than just. It's not just a twenty million difference. It's probably like a eighty to hundred million dollar difference. So like, I'm trying to find loopholes in it, right? So like, I could say I'll take the five million, then my contract's over. But because of the iconic moments, I'm gonna fool somebody and give me another contract. But I can't do that, right? I I th- I, w- I think that the money you're done with your your athletic career is done. Career yeah, yeah I think you can do icon- post. You can talk the the things you're talking about are legit. You can do commentary, yeah, whatever. But, but you play seven eight years. That's forty million dollars, right? That's still like a good amount. To me, I think there is a certain point where you can make enough money, and then what do you play the sport for? You can play it for money. But you also play for the moment. You also play for the championship. And those are the things that a lot of athletes crave. And I am one of them. That's why I'm trying to get the Diego Armando Maradona look right now, is to crave that moment, that excitement. And that's what I would go with. I think undoubtedly. Because at a certain point, you've made enough money. Now, what do people remember you for? And apparently, you can still get anonymity. Like you said, DSP. Some people just don't remember DSP. So you still get that anonymity while having that iconic moment while potentially getting endorsements out of it in the moment, 
right? So that's five million a year that you're making for the team. Doesn't necessarily mean that it has to stop what you're getting outside of it. So as well as the championship, you get that pedigree as well. And people can never question you in your career. Think about Paul George. He has a he has a really good career, right? But people are always gonna be like, you sort of fell short. That's gonna be fucking annoying to deal with See, the whole I'm, time. And I'm people know who he is. I'm picturing this as like my Nick Foles moment. Like it's um my the starting quarterback goes down, I go on a run, I look incredible. And maybe it's Nick Foles if he was 40 years old, right? So, like, after I do that, Nick Foles runs that city. He can do anything he wants to. Like, you get a pass to a certain degree. Like, that. to me, if I got that, like, I'd be pretty legit. Like, do you think Nick Foles is going to move to Philly after his career? He better. Yeah, after Philadelphia's (laughs) racist-ass city realizes. His ass going to Montana. Black black (laughs) boxers they have that are from Philadelphia to stop a fucking Rocky statue. It's only a matter of time before Big Nick's Nick. Big, 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 Nick's Nick, Nick is Nick, swinging Nick. Um, a statue in front of uh, Lincoln Financial. Yeah. Hey, Spencer, I want to know what you think. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm an iconic moment kind of guy. I, I tried to scale this for non-sports stuff. Um, in, uh, I think Matt and I discussed this over beers uh, when, when, uh, yeah. when Kadeen wasn't there and we were having so much fun. Uh, it, so much fun. Yeah, it was kind of like if you scaled this, you know, to uh, – you know, whatever job that you do and you could reach the pinnacle of that job, I think I would, I would reach the pinnacle of that job because there's always opportunities to make more money. There's always opportunities to, um, you know, continue in business in some way, shape or form. Uh, and, and, and I think that with, when you're talking between, you know, five and 25 million, I don't know. I, I think I'd take the iconic moment, the championship and $5 million sounds great to me. Uh, and I could live on that easily in Montana. So, exactly. um, I just think of like pinnacle moments and reaching that and, and, you know, not to get overly cheesy, but there's like, you know, for your kids and, and grandkids. And it's like, man, you know, my grandfather won blank and, and hit the home run or, or, or my grandfather gave yeah. me $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> the Maybe they would like that better actually. You're, you're going to be like, make my your kids own ain't money. getting that money. <laughs> worth yeah, see, look, look, like, it's that's just, what I'm saying. No, give me the, like, you give me the five million dollars. I'll buy four million dollars worth of Dogecoin. I'll be straight. <laughs> right, exactly. So some people made a bunch of money off of Dogecoin, where it just shot up for that brief moment, and then they sold it. Like you can make money in many different ways. The prestige, not- the prestige of hitting the pinnacle of your career, like Spencer I mean, said, that's yeah. hard. Uh, I just think that we can all agree that Matt and Elsie are greedy bastards, and 100%. we're not. So uh, yeah. I've already said I would sell it for Kadeen's podcast in a second. That is, I've already said that. that. I've been very but clear. Saying, I can the, be the, I, the, the thought Why am I in America? To, to, to be able to walk into a bar and they say, "Oh my God, that's him." And like you get How do you not want just that, that conversation. That's that. they, they could say that about you about twenty five. If you're a twenty-five million yeah, dollar player, you're making that too. Look at that rich too. bastard that they no, stole that dude, money no, from the organization. No, and they really get the no, shot you, yeah, no, you might be hated. You, wait, you think Tra- Charles Barkley is hated you by you think? Okay, no one's saying you're a scrub. You're saying you just you could have a good career still. Paul George, Paul George's current iconic moment is Dame Lillard hitting a three in his fucking face and him <laughs> waving at him bye. That's or or bricking remember. his three into the backboard. Or like yeah, onto the side of the backboard. That dude makes tons of money. I just want to so, say also, Kadeen, you are well on your way to walking into a DC bar and people recognizing you for the podcast legend that you are. So don't even worry about it. You don't even need to be a professional athlete. Yeah. You're a professional I, I, I'm I'm divided, Well, I, I doubt it because the district divided numbers aren't quite getting there. I'm international, baby. Oh, <laughs> oh, particularly, oh my gosh. So you're, in, you're, close to walking, <laughs> you're close to walking into a Bangladesh bar and then people being yeah. like, oh, oh the Bangladeshis, the Bangladeshis already done. definitely done deal. No. Done deal. Uh, done deal. It seems like Spencer has to go. You want to say any last words before you dip? 
No, he has nothing. I love you all. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> he unmuted. All right, see you, Spence. Just absolutely shocked. But listen, the Bangladeshis are well aware of Kadeem. So I think, but that was well before the podcasting days, right? Like you would help, you get fantasy advice from those guys. Yeah, that's a known fact that like I have, mul- when I'm doing a fantasy football draft, there are multiple computer setups including a mainline of Bangladesh where they are running. You have like a clock with the route. time in Bangladesh. It's inc- I don't care what time it is. I pay them enough. All right. I'm responsible. Hey, for like, up. hey it, 40% of the GDP of Bangladesh is your boy. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, is man. that Bangladesh is in Asia? I really need to lay off. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Bangladesh is in Asia. My lord. <laughs> okay, right, so, so it seems so, like we're so, evenly split. So, so, so you guys, you guys would all take the. Uh, yeah, you guys, would all, you guys would all take the the five billion and the prestige. The, the way my screen is currently laid out, it's me and Kadeen on this side, and then we got Matt and Elsie on this side. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried about this as a, you know, if we're trying to make this off and do a successful business, I'm sure we're right around the corner and blowing up and becoming very rich from this, but I'm just worried that like, you're going to get offered a huge contract and you're going to say, no, I want the no, as he should. creative control. Not, <laughs> well, no, as he should. We're not going to go for the prestige. As, no, as he should. That's the thing is that like, if I'm going to have the same way that our, any podcast, if Spotify comes tomorrow and says, yeah, we're going to take your IP. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. No, thank you. Like, if you want to do distribution, what? you can do distribution, <laughs> Dude, but it's what? my project. You're not going to be able to tell me what I can and can't say on my thing. There are principles to this, man. Okay, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's not what the 25 million – you act as if you got 25 million and you're just, like, the worst person in the world. If you give me you. Fi- but if you give me $5 million and the opportunity, at least the know-how and how to spring that iconic moment to more than $25 million, I think that that's my opportunity. If I get $25 million and that's it for me, and I know that I'm just going to write. I look at that five million dollars and I look at the opportunity that I get because of the iconic moment that's going to lead to many, many more millions of dollars down the road for me. I don't think so. I it disagree. absolutely would. I, I think it absolutely What? Would. Not absolutely. Yes. Like, you think, you think David Tyree is city, a rich man right now? In New York, he probably is. I think it would lead, I think it would lead to more money, but I think it would well, lead to more money. No, but if what, I had, you think you're paying his rent? You think people are buying him a house? I think majority of buys on house five million a year. Sound right. They, they, right. they don't make the wise decisions. But if you have a business mind and you look and you say, "Look, I've got something. I've got something that's ingrained in people. I've got something that they tell their kids about. I got something that made them feel something." Mm-hmm. You can turn that into something if you just know what you're doing. Also, people know. People know if you're a champion, that does help. They'll be like, "This guy's a." Pro. But but wait, and but you, and you, have, and, okay. And if you're, you're still talking about work a year, you you will still have those opportunities too. Yeah, but yeah, you, you haven't watched it. Mean, you, you can be a coach. You can be an analyst. Not just yeah, that. Yes, but then, you know what you're doing. You're not a, a dummy who got 25 or you million. Can, or you, you know can arguably just, more than the person who made $5 because there's a reason you made $25 million. You were just a better athlete. Arguably. Smarter. You could have just so been born with better blessed genetics moment. and stuff like that. Yes. But to get the moment, dude. If you were to go ask Tony Romo right now if he could give back 50% of all, all the money he's made, 70% of all the money he's made, to have not fumbled in that playoff game, and to have gone on that run for the Cowboys to have a championship, he's going to tell you he would have won that Super Bowl. Majority of those guys are going to say they would give it back so they could win it. That's just what it is. Hold that. I mean, yeah, that's something. That, but I, I do I think that the, he's making seventeen. The difference million is now. though. The difference is that with I agree that if you, know? you win the five, you can make more money. But then you have to like 
literally go ahead and make it and work for it. Whereas so if what, you have the 25 a, a year, good point. You, just, you just put it out there, like you invest it and you're just some passive income living your life wherever the hell you want to go. And you don't have to keep working. You for could it. probably like, do that saying, without investing yeah. the 25 mil a year. I think you could, I think yeah, it's pretty dumb, safe to say. dumb not to. So what, what are you going to put right, email in the bank account? Last thing, last thing, since you guys <laughs> put it are, on the dog. Last thing, since you guys are pretty adamant on the 25 mil a year and then we wrap it up, what would you guys buy? Since clearly that is very important. I don't, know. don't even have a fucking answer. Are you kidding me? There's nothing <laughs> he, wants money. he wants to screw like, a duck in a swimming pool. I, oh, like that's no. what he wants to I would buy I would buy experiences. I would go places I would travel. Like maybe an iconic moment a championship. in a championship. Like that's an experience. Uh, okay, no, I think we won like this debate. I traveling. think we won this debate. No, but just just the having the financial security. Yeah. Yeah. I would still have 40 minutes. Okay. Anyway, I would buy that- generational wealth is what I would buy. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. No, no, no. I respect exactly. the generational wealth. Yeah. I, I respect yeah. that. I respect that. Equity. Have y'all, y'all ever watched the show Succession on HBO? Especially on TV? A little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. They, they, there's a line crazy. in Succession about how uh, having five, nobody wants $5 million. I'm, I'm going against my own logic because it's just running my head. <laughs> nobody wants $5 million. $5 million is not enough to retire. $5 million is, is going to go away. $5 million is also enough money that you don't feel like you have to work. It's just, mm. you're the poorest rich man. Five million dollars is a problem more than it's a good thing. And that's where it is. You can talk to rich people. So we win. It. It's 3-1, Amit. Okay, I'm so, not sticking with five million dollars, so, though. Five million dollars is going to bring me a yeah, lot more money. Yeah, five million times eight, times eight. But anyway, Kadeem will sabotage our complete <laughs> argument there. But this is District Divided, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please like and comment and join the conversation. I want to know if you would rather have five million dollars, an iconic moment in a championship, or 25 million a year, be set for life, clearly. Uh, but no iconic moment for a championship. Follow us on Twitter. Join the Facebook group. We have Instagram. So, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. Thank you, boys. That's Matt Regan. That's LC. That's KDOT. I'm just going to go KDOT from now on. Instead of I'm just going to uh, And that was Spencer Brudick, who just could not handle the heat of this conversation. We will see you all next week. Take it easy. Yeah.